Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Fifty-one thousand plus on their feet. Nobody's left to beat the traffic tonight. I guarantee you. Mark gets the sign. The wind and the pitch. Here it is. Swung. Fly ball deep left center. Grissom on the run. Yes, yes, yes. Atlanta Braves have given you a championship. The twenty-five lighters on my dresser. Yes, sir. You know I got to get paid. Now get ready, this is the Platinum Sombrero Podcast with your hosts, Dylan Short and Adam Doc Herbert. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the Platinum Sombrero, episode 101. Before we get started with the show, just want to thank you guys so much for the outreach and the play that we got for episode 100. It was an awesome experience to get to episode 100. Uh, and we got to thank our friends at Armchair Media and our friends at MyBookie for helping us along the way. MyBookie is the number one online sports book in all of the land. They have all the best lines and all the best prop bets. If you watched the Super Bowl and you took the under... On Demi Lovato's national anthem, my bookie had that first, and you would have cleaned up. I don't know if people did that, but if you took the over on how long the seconds would be for Brave, mybookie.com had that as well. Mybookie.ag, I should say. Mybookie.ag has all of the lines you could possibly want. More prop bets than anybody else in the business. Their customer service is second to none. There are no dumb questions when you're talking about gambling away your money. Mybookie understands this. That's why their customer service is second to none in the sportsbook business. And as an added bonus, if you use our promo code armchair, when you make your initial deposit, when you sign up and you put your first amount of money in, they're going to match your money up to $1,000. So if you put in $500, they will throw in $500. You got 1000 bucks to play with right as the XFL season gets started uh, a day from now as we get ready for a whole new football league, which will be a whole new set of fun lines to go. You got Tyson Fury and uh, uh, Deontay Wilder coming up with, uh, I believe it's it's coming up here soon out there in Vegas. And if you want to get on the lines for that, MyBookie has that as well. MyBookie.ag, promo code armchair. Play, win, and have a great time. All right, guys, our guest today, all of you know who he is. Uh, we we enjoyed having Pitching, Pitching Ninja on because all of you knew who that is. We didn't think that we'd get anybody with as large a following as Pitching Ninja or anybody who was known as well as that, but uh, I got to hand it to Doc. He knocked it out of the park as we are joined by our guest today, Jimmy O'Brien, or as you guys know him, John Boy. What's up, my man? How are you guys doing? I'm good. Thank you very much for having me. So pleasure to have you on, man. You know, we've uh, the, the wheels have been in motion on this for a while. It was um, been 10 weeks or so since we reached out. And this is right when you were embroiled in the 
in the midst of a, a pretty big scandal. So know that you are the, the busiest man in baseball right now. And uh, it's a really interesting time for uh, for you and, and with your ascent is still going on somehow. It feels like you've been on the rise for the last year and a half. It's been cool, man. It's uh, I mean, two years ago, none of this existed for, for me. Uh, so, I mean, it just started as I decided to tweet games. And now I'm sitting in uh, our studio in our new office two blocks away from Yankee Stadium. And that's incredibly wild to be able to say. So it's it's been fantastic. And you really are kind of the people's champion right now. I mean, between you and Pitching Ninja, I remember there was a uh, there was a, a poll going around where it was trying to rate the best baseball accounts on Twitter. And uh, I thought there was going to be a full-on actual civil war when it came down to the end with you and Pitching Ninja. For, uh, he's a, he's an awesome guy, man. Uh, so kudos to him. He's been he's been around forever, and or not forever, but he kind of was the first person that let everyone else know. Like I think we're allowed to make baseball content again. I think baseball stopped being the Gustavo there on uh, Twitter, so that was cool. Uh, he's a really nice guy. But there's this whole new wave of, of people that are going to come up and start doing this thing since MLB's lightened their grip, and I'm. Uh, I'm pretty happy we were able to tackle it, and hopefully we can continue to. But, yeah, it's been fun. I, li- I like to say, say uh, the tides will turn eventually. The more the more your stuff gets shared, the more it goes on to feed feeds of people who don't want to see it, and they like to be very vocally angry. So it's, it's good. <laughs> it's mostly good. It's mostly good, but, you know, the tides will change, and then they'll go again and whatever. We'll ride it out and just do what we do. So did you ever get any flack from MLB? For your content, did they ever come after you? No, no, they've been great. I mean, we haven't like worked with them yet, but they've never, they never told me to take it down. There's actually, I didn't have my YouTube account monetized for a while, and someone from MLB reached out and said, "Hey, you should monetize it." You know, our algorithm, our algorithm will claim a good amount, but you know, some will slip through, and uh, so that was actually really helpful. And then I've had conversations and. We're starting to meet more people and get inside the walls there. And what I always try to, to tell them and to tell our audience is don't pin us against MLB. We don't want to fight them. We want to be best friends with them. So uh, <laughs> we, have, we have no interest in like, screw MLB. They won't let John Boy media. No, no, no. Don't do that. Don't do that. Because, <laughs> you know, like we're, we're on the other side. We're trying to be very friendly. Um, we both love the same thing. That's baseball and our goal is the same. So, uh, they, they're starting to, to come around. We've had some talks and everything, but yeah, a lot of people think that, you know, they probably came and reached out, but they've never really have. When you are going through and, and doing all of these breakdowns, how much of this is something that some, uh, somebody will alert you to something and say, Oh my God, you've got, you've got to do something about this over here. You've oh, got to yeah. make it. Yeah, yeah, we made a Google um, a Google form, I believe, during the season, uh, and and I, unless something huge happens, like an like an ejection or a brawl, I just go to the Google form, uh, and people can submit answers because there's 15 baseball games a night. No one can watch all of them, uh, so need eyes and ears everywhere. And then yeah, during the season. You know, we just open that up and see what was the most requested thing from the last couple of days and then watch it and see if we felt it it fit uh, for like, you know, a video or I could have fun with it or I thought it was interesting. So a lot of it's that I don't really look anywhere else besides that Google form. So a lot of times people will like leave in the comments and stuff and 
That's nice. Keep commenting. Maybe I shouldn't tell them I don't read those. I read those. Keep commenting. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a, a favorite breakdown video that you've ever done? Yeah. Um, uh, I mean, everyone likes the Amir Garrett one. That was pretty fun. <laughs> There's, um, I'd have to go through it. The squirrel being on the field in Minnesota was funny. Um, did so hard. I don't know. The big ones. Any Yankees one. I mean, the Savages one was probably like in the moment for the Boone one. In the moment, that was probably my most fun because I'm a Yankees fan and I was as jazzed up as every Yankees fan about that. It was awesome. I got to say, man, the Terry Collins one, the ejection there, that was the greatest thing I've ever seen. When you could hear him mic'd up. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That one wasn't me. That that got leaked somehow. I think people got in trouble for that. But that is, that's what people want to hear. They want to hear, like, what's actually said, you know? And that I just, one lived up to the hype. I just want to know, like, how you would have gone about it. Like, could you have done a better version? Like, that that was almost like a parody of itself. Like, I, I almost could picture you saying the exact same things that Terry Collins was actually saying. Yeah, no, no. I mean... I wonder if I would have been able to read his lips, but people always say, like, why don't you go break down that, that one? Like, there's no need. You can hear everything. It's beautiful. Just watch that. That's the best version of what that is. Yeah. And it's, it's not just the baseball stuff that you've got on there too. I mean, your your YouTube, I mean, there, there's, like you said, there's the, the Reds pirates one, which should have been nominated for best short film <laughs> for an Oscar. That was, <laughs> that was unbelievable. And um, the Dan Winkler gets down a blunt with his eyes closed. I don't know if you remember that one, but that was, yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. He's, he was a Braves reliever. So that made the rounds. That was fantastic. But it's also like, uh, you were breaking that was that show baggage, old episodes of baggage. Um, I mean, movies. that's we're going to need to do more of that. That's good. Stuff. <laughs> yeah. That show is ridiculous. And you, you've got the, the beer tastings, like the IPA tournament, the, uh, the history of kissing, uh, talking songs, talking Outlander, the Finger Gun series. I mean, it's like you've you've got you've got a little bit of everything too. So it keeps you from being boxed in with with what you're really able to do. Yeah, what's cool is is like I I have all these interests and I always just like talking and making whatever version of content I make about everything. And um, I'm glad that like baseball has that baseball is my number one love and the Yankees are the, my favorite thing. So I don't know why I didn't start there. But it's cool the people that find me from the Yankee stuff or the baseball stuff, and then they do check out our, our other our other things and enjoy those as well. That's pretty cool. A lot of people are like, just stick with what got you the followers. And it's like, well, we have a lot of interest. You're allowed to be interested in a lot of things. So, like, there's, some of those are weird, though. They're, they're really old. Like, I had no one was watching them. I, don't, I was just doing them because I wanted to do them. Like, the IPA tournament. That was for no one, basically. I mean, there's a lot of things that have gone on with your ascension that have been kind of weird. I mean, it really took about a year for you to go from just being a normal dude with a hilarious YouTube channel to having an expose in The Athletic. I mean, how does that even feel? That was cool. We just got it printed to put up in the office. So uh, uh, Mark Herrig is he's bringing really nice. Uh, that was cool. What's cool about that is it went, I think, I believe that article went to number to number one for the month. And I know saying that might make it sound like I'm bragging, um, but I'm I'm more bragging about our audience because that's how awesome they are. Like our our audience has been on this ride with us, and it doesn't happen without them. And it's really cool to see them go check out those articles or the Reddit AMA and, and boost it up. I get really proud about like the people that have helped me uh, do this because you know, like I said, I started with zero followers, so 
those first 5,000 followers or so have been with me this entire way. And they're the ones that were the first people sharing and telling their friends and all that kind of built off of them. Now it does look like if we're tracing back to find the jumping off point, like the video, there was one you did back in 2018. Uh, it was, uh, CC and uh, Aaron Boone, they were yelling at uh, uh, Angel Hernandez. Uh, it looked like that one kind of was the launching pad. Is that kind of when you realize that this could get huge? Is that the that's for you one? Or no. So 2018, I just did the breakdown videos. I just did them for the Yankees. I, for 2018, I just did Yankee stuff. In 2019, we started and I was talking to our team and Jake. And, you know, I said, hey, let's do more national stuff and try to get, like, a bigger audience. I thought we laid a good foundation. But I still think Savages, like, we were going pretty strong and growing nicely. Uh, and the spike from the Savages video with Boone was incredible. And, and then from there, everything kind of fell in place. And we're like, oh, okay, we have a, a real company now. And, and let's, let's utilize this and tackle it and, and grow. Uh, and then... We had all like we had this office in motion. We had all, everything that's allowed us to get here in motion before the Astros thing happened, and then that happened, and that was just explosion like crazy. So I, I have to ask you, um, <laughs> did did you have like a vendetta against the Astros before this started? Because I know that a lot of Astros fans accused you of of being you know still just bitter from 2017 and everything until all of the pretty clear evidence came out. So was this a pre-existing thing for you or, or did you just get kind of shoehorned into quote unquote hating Astros fans? No, I used to, I used to talk on, uh, I'm talking Yanks all the time. And I'd tell the, the Yankees fans that hated the Astros that they were embarrassing. Like I hate the Red Sox. I don't hate anyone else. Like they're not our rival. You can have like, there needs to be a term for like the, the, te the temporary rival and a, just kind of because like you're competitive and we're competitive at the same time so we're rivals now but it's not really a rivalry because as soon as one of us isn't competitive no one cares anymore so there's that you know there's like they are the one of the biggest competitors at the yankees face but i never hated any of their players uh i verlander when right was my is my favorite pitcher to watch and same with i'm short so jose altuve you know he's the exception to the rule so i gotta root for him uh, I used to do this spiel nonstop, like, I don't hate the Astros. The fact that Astros fans consider us a rival is weird because we're not rivals. The Astros hate the Rangers no matter if the Rangers are good or bad. That's a rivalry, you know? Like, we're just both good at the same time. I don't have to hate you guys. But they're fans now, or at least the percentage, the, the ones that, like, are just straight denial and, and mad at me or whatever. Yeah, I hate them now. They're annoying. <laughs> have they have they kind of backed off a little bit after things became a little little more obvious that, that this was actually going on or is it still just coming full force uh, i don't know i'm very i talked to a lot of people who have been doing this for a while and like it and i'm very quick with the mute button i used to be very prideful about never muting or never blocking anyone and talking to anyone and and it's really not worth it anymore when like you know there's no reasoning so if I see the same person doing the same nonsense like a handful of times, I'm quick to just be like, all right, don't need to look at that ever again. <laughs> and it's mostly Astros fans. So I don't know. They might be, they may not be. I, I can't see majority of it. 
I mean, to get to the point where Astros fans are annoying you as much or more than Red Sox fans seem crazy. But speaking of the Red Sox, as you called them a rival, uh, the baseball world kind of got shook up on its head a little bit last night, uh, or Tuesday night, I'm sorry, we're recording this on Wednesday, you guys are hearing it on Friday, uh, with Mookie Betts getting dealt to L.A., along with David Price, which no one cares about that, but Mookie Betts getting dealt out of the division. As a Yankees fan, you probably felt amazing going into the season anyway after signing Garrett Cole and having 10,000 young superstars on the team. Uh, How did it feel today to be able to wake up and know that Aaron Judge was now definitively the biggest superstar in the AL East? Uh, It's cool. I mean, I get more upset about the state of baseball that that happens than happy for the Yankees. I didn't think the Red Sox were a big contender anyway, just because they seem to be in a little bit of turmoil. They still have a manager, mind you. <laughs> they don't have a manager. Uh, it's February 5th. So, but, cool. Red Sox probably won't be a problem in the AL East. I, I thought the Rays were going to be a bigger problem anyway already. Uh, uh, it sucks. It sucks for baseball, man. It's stupid. You guys are lucky that you locked up your young studs and bought out the arbitration and got really good deals on them because you don't you won't have to deal with this now. And just jumping on that yeah. one more time, uh, just just for Braves fans out here because obviously they're tuning in to hear the Braves, so we're going to do an AL East preview here in a second. But we all know how big Acuna is in the NL East and and as far as down here in the South, how big or how how noticed is he? Uh, outside of the NL East and outside of the direct South? Like, is, is he, is he as big a name outside of, of our own little bubble? No. And it's not a knock on him. It's just, that's how baseball set up. It's so regional. If you watch 162 Yankees games, that means you're probably watching zero Braves games. You know, it's, it's, it's a very hard sport to, to, to know every team, because if you are a diehard of your fan, you don't watch many other games just randomly the percentage of diehard baseball fans, majority of them watch one team uh, every night. Uh, and I'm not, so I'm not trying to knock him. I think he's a stud. I think anyone that like goes into those weeds knows he's a stud. But as far as like, if I ask my doorman who his favorite player on the Braves are, I would guess he would like struggle for a little bit and then name someone that is past his prime. You know what I mean? But he can name every Yankee. So I think it's more, on the state of baseball and how hard it is for them to grow stars than at Acuna. I never know if I say his name correctly or not. But Acuna, it's got the little, it's got the little yeah at the end. But, yeah, Acuna. Uh, Acuna, yeah. yeah. And so, like, today there, were, there was the discussion about a uh, local Atlanta radio guy was saying, who's better, Mookie Betts or Ronald Acuna? And there were so many Braves fans that were quick to say Ronald Acuna because they're so familiar with him. And I'm like, I would love it if Ronald Acuna could turn into a guy like Mookie Betts. You know what I mean? That's kind of the best case scenario, but it almost speaks to, to the tunnel vision you get of having your own team. I mean, we, we love our guys. We spend, we obsess over it, obviously, you know what I mean? So it's hard to, to think that anybody could be better than your own guys, but that really kind of puts the perspective of guys like Mookie and guys like Trout, who, you know, they're just freaks of nature types who are, who are always going to be able to do that. And, Hopefully, Mookie will get his a little bit more of his due now. I know Boston is a is a major market, but LA is just a totally different animal too. So, Mookie will be a star. I mean, Acuna's young, so he's got time. Mookie's like been around for way longer, right? Mookie's twenty seven, I believe. He debuted at twenty three, so I think I think last season was his fifth season, fourth or I think it was his fifth season. I mean, Mookie is very good. So it's not a knock to say anyone's not as good as him. 
He's gotten MVP votes in the last four, five seasons. <laughs> in the same league that has he's, Mike Trout. He's, he's, he's stupid. He's got an OPS plus of 134 in the career. Um, so it's not really anything to be upset about if people say Acuna's not as good. And he's got, he's got MVP votes in the last two years, so he's got he's got it going for him. No doubt. We love him. <laughs> we love him. A lot. We're putting a lot of our future on him. So, you know, guys like him and him and Albies. I'd be curious, too. It's a shame that somebody like Albies doesn't doesn't get the uh, get the same recognition that uh, that he should, because he's, he's a solid player, man. And, and every, all anybody ever talks about with him is he's short and the contract. And that's, it's like the talent kind of takes a backseat to it. But that is neither here nor there. If up there, if nobody's hearing about Acuna, then nobody's going to be paying attention to Albies either. Yeah, well, they'll just do some fun stuff. I'll make some videos and we'll put them on the put them on the big stage of my YouTube channel. You see, you you have you have the platform. You have the platform to do that now. If you keep this up, I'm gonna have to start liking some Yankees fans, and that's that's a weird thought for me. <laughs> the Bra- the Braves are a fun team. I think my co-host Jake fell in love with them at the end of last season on our podcast a little bit. Uh, last year was a super fun mix of veteran and rookies for you guys. And then, you know, there's some storylines and I don't know. I think, I think the Braves are really fun and it's a packed division. Uh, I think the NL East is going to be fun this year. Well, speaking of the divisions, we do have to get to the AL East breakdown. So you mentioned that you thought Tampa Bay uh, was the biggest competition. I would tend to agree. They're just, I, I don't understand how a team that has zero money, zero fans still seems to have the best talent evaluation in the business every single year. Uh, I'm interested to see what happens now that Bloom is in Boston. But just looking around the AL East, obviously the Yankees are the team to beat. But overall for the division, how are you feeling? Uh, how are you feeling as a baseball fan? Are are the Blue Jays going to make a, a decent run and, and kind of creep towards the the 78 to 82 win plateau? Uh, are the Orioles going to actually win 50 games? Yeah, no, the Orioles probably won't win 50 games. Uh, they shouldn't even try, and I don't think they are. The, the Yankees are the clear favorite in the AL East. The Rays are a good team, and I think they will be there, in there with them, but I think the Yankees will be pretty – will have it. I am a Yankees fan, and this comes with a lot of bias. So, But I do think that like everyone else who doesn't have my bias agrees with that. I think the Rays will be good. I think the Yankees will, will have the division unless – Everyone gets hurt again, but everyone got hurt again. Everyone got hurt last year. They won 103 games. The Blue Jays have a lot of hitting. They got a lot of hitting going into sophomore year, so we'll see how that pans out. They should be dangerous uh, for years to come. And they totally revamped their their rotation because it was it was like dead. There was not there was no one there. Um, so Ryu should be headlining it. And then they made a couple smaller moves, right? The Blue Jays did. I think they picked up uh, a couple other pitchers because, like I said, they had no one and they lost Stroman. The Roark and Shoemaker. Yeah, Shoemaker they've had, but he's coming back from injury. And Shun Yamaguchi. A lot of coin flip rotations being built out there. Like the Twins very much have uh, a couple guys where you're like, what, Homer Bailey and, and uh, Rich Hill. It's like, oh, maybe. Um, let's take a chance. And then if it doesn't pan out, you'll be like, yeah, I, I, I seem like that was going to happen. Well, I don't think the Twins can be projected to win anything until they pay off the rent that they owe you guys. Because um, unfortunately for my co-host here, who is an avid Twins fan, the Yankees seem to actually 
physically own the Twins. Like they they actually the the Twins have a lease that they have to pay to the Yankees, uh, and they're not going <laughs> to be allowed to actually win until they pay off the lease. I was fairly I wouldn't say mean. I would say harsh uh, to the Twins last season. So I apologize uh, if you had to listen to that at any point. I just never ever thought they were the real deal and and they weren't uh and that division whoever wins that division i won't believe they're the real deal until they win a playoff series because it's still the only division in baseball that has more than one team actively not trying to win and the indians are desperate to tank so now it's white Sox and twins last year is just twins yeah that's kind of true i mean braves wound up going up to minnesota last year and uh I mean, they're definitely a scary team, all the power that you could want, and now they've added Josh Donaldson on top of that. But, but they didn't wind up being nearly as ferocious as they had kind of, kind of been billed to be. We wound up taking two out of three from them, and uh, our bullpen tried to give a few away, but that was a common story. I was going to totally start a new combo. I was going to say, what are your guys' thoughts on Donaldson leaving? I was talking to a Braves fan in Savannah the other day, and I ran myself into a hot take about the Braves that i want to hear what your your guys thoughts are uh my first initial take was there's no way i was going to give him five guaranteed years of money with no i know the dh is coming um no way on god's green earth knowing that they that the braves have at least three players that they have to lock down for semi-serious money freddie's going to get an extension that's going to be probably around 25 million uh 25 to 28 talk about Soroka is going to have to get locked up by that time. Ronald Acuna is going to start making decent money at that point. Um, I'd have, I'd have been in on Donaldson for three, but uh, I think the twins maybe kind of showed their hand a little bit as far as trying to, to go all in to get over that hump by giving a 34 year old. Who's going to be what? 38 by the time that contract's done 39. If they pick up that fifth year option uh, just to try to eke out a playoff series, I'm, I, I was okay with him letting Donaldson go for that amount. No, no hard feelings to Donaldson. I did not feel any reason why he there. There's no reason why he should have been loyal to Atlanta. He played here for a season. There's there's no reason why he should have had anything special for for Atlanta. So I agree with all of that. My question is, from the outsider's perspective, you you lose McCann and you lose Donaldson, and those are two kind of fiery, hard-ass veterans. Who's picking up that side of the clubhouse personality that's left? I don't know. I'm genuinely asking. Is there anyone? Are you going to miss that? Absolutely. And actually, Doc and I have talked about that on the show a few times. We've said a few times here that I don't think it's the on-field production that the Braves are going to miss most from Donaldson. It's it's the attitude. It's a very different sort of swagger. Like Acuna and Albies and Freddie, they've all got their, they've all got a lot of swagger to them, especially Acuna and Albies. But it's not the same type as Donaldson, where it's like this this kind of quiet confidence of I'm need, better than everybody. Yeah, and I think the Twins actually need that. They have no one like that really. So I like I like that for the Twins. I will say I'm very excited to see Marcelo Zuna get in with the with Acuna and Albies. I think that's going to be a lot of fun. I do like what the Braves have done this offseason. I think I think they're a better team than they were last year with Josh Donaldson. I think they've done a lot better to improve on that instance. Uh, but. We are kind of running up close on time, and there are so many topics to discuss here in Major League Baseball, but the biggest one I want to get to is the Pete Rose saga. So we can thank Astros yet again. So not only did you cheat and continue cheating and spread your cheating to other teams um, and kind of put a 
probably the biggest blight on Major League Baseball since the whole since the Mitchell report. If we're being honest, um, now we've got Pete Rose coming out trying to get reinstated again. Uh, I'm wondering where you fall on the Pete Rose issue before I kind of just go ham on it. One, I don't think Pete Rose actually wants to be reinstated. I think that would hurt his brand and how he makes all of his money right now. Two, he should be in the Hall of Fame as a player and not as a manager. And it's simple as that. If Joe Torre can go in as a manager, then why can't Pete Rose go in as a player? I also understand that we really haven't had that many gambling stories since Pete Rose because they laid down the hammer. And I I would bet money that posthumously he goes into the Hall of Fame. That was that was like four wildly different takes. There you go. Talent-wise, he's got it for forever, but this is where the character clause gets really muddy because he's like on the total wrong end of that spectrum. I, I, I He's a Hall of Famer, and everyone knows that, how good he is. That's why I say, like, if he gets in, his, he probably doesn't know what to do with his life anymore. I think the biggest part of it for me is uh, take the gambling part out of it because I can get over that. It's the uh, the other incidents with Pete Rose, specifically speaking about the uh, minor that he was, shall we say, having an affair with in Cincinnati. Oh, I don't even know that story, so maybe yeah. I spoke out of turn then. Well, not a lot of people do know the story, and I do wonder if that's the reason why he accepted the ban from Major League Baseball, because they allowed it to just go kind of towards the gambling thing and not really bring up the fact that at 35 years old, married with kids, that he was uh, uh, spending time with a 16-year-old who allegedly sa- who says that she was allegedly 15 when it started up, uh, and getting away with it because Ohio has some really backwards laws that state that 16 is the age of consent, no matter the age of the other one. Um, So for that instance, Pete Rose will, will never be in the hall of fame for me Um, to be quite honest. I, I take that out of it. I would agree with what you're saying. I think what a guy does as a player and what a guy does as a manager should be judged in two totally separate realms. Same way that football does. John Madden can go in as a player or can go in as a coach or can go in as a broadcaster. I mean, if they're separate jobs, then your performance on all three should be judged individually. Um, but I do think Pete Rose is a guy that uh, I would never want to put in the Hall of Fame. And the fact that he's already he's and he he admitted that he slept with her. The only thing that he's changed is is that he says he he thought she was sixteen, which to me is is not enough to uh, to be like cool. If you're if you're double, he said the girls, that? He yes. said, I, I, he said, I'm sorry, I thought she was 16. Yeah, I'll send you the link once we're done with this. It, it's a fairly well, eye-opening story. Because two years ago, before I knew that happened, I was on the Pete Rose deserves to be in the Hall of Fame train until I kind of started digging into it a little bit. Uh, then I really just started wondering, like, how in the world was this not like national knowledge? Yeah, that's pretty brutal. That's pretty brutal. I, that, if he really said, I'm, I I thought she was 16, not 15, as if that makes him not a bad guy. Right. And then he should be in the Hall of Fame of dumb. Yeah, that's a, that's a pretty flimsy defense. Let's, let's see if that one stands up in court. Lenny Dykstra thinks you need to shut your mouth. Oh, man. Well, yeah, I, I just want to thank you so much for, for taking time and, and coming on the show with us, man. We uh, know you're the busiest man in baseball like i said before but before we let you get out of here one quick thing we make all of our guests do this before we get out of here you have to tell us an embarrassing childhood story before we let you go oh i shit my pants at the first high school football game i went to uh I was, a, I was a new kid as a new kid in town so i knew no one and my sister was cheerleading 
and I was holding my four-year-old brother's hand, and we were trying to get to the porta potty, but it was uphill, and gravity took over. And then I had to walk all the way back downhill to get my mom. So like, mom, we have to leave. And she was, she said, well, your your sister performs at halftime. We have to wait. And I said, mom, we have to leave. Oh, I have to my shoes. So that was pretty embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> that yeah that is a really good one i feel like um most of the uh most of the embarrassing childhood stories do tend to revolve around poop my go-to also happens to revolve around poop so thank you yeah, for indulging yeah. <laughs> i'm sure not many were 14 and uh in public holding their brother's hands that's true that's a first <laughs> <laughs> well thank it's good guys. thank you for thank, thank you so much for having me guys it's a true oh, success story. Uh, one of one of the biggest baseball celebrities around right now. It doesn't matter if you're really a fan of the game or not. Everybody knows who John Boy is. Uh, we just want to thank you one more time for coming on. It was a blast being able to talk to you. And uh, why don't you tell everybody about what you were telling us before the show, the the new podcast that's coming out? Oh yeah, so talking Yanks and talking baseball uh, from opening from pitchers and catchers until opening day. We do a mini episode a day until opening day. We're talking Yanks. It'll be one episode, 30 episodes, about 30 players, just kind of profiling them, projecting them, making jokes. And for talking baseball, 30 episodes on 30 teams, profiling them, projecting them, who they added, who they dropped and all that. Uh, we record them in binge sessions, so they get rather loopy and silly after five hours doing them. Uh, they're a good time. So check them out. Guaranteed to be better than Mike Francesa's sports talk. <laughs> All right. So to everybody else out there, I know everybody else is already following, uh, already following you and enjoying you. But uh, thanks for coming on, man. We had a blast, and uh, we can't wait to see what's going to go on for this season. We can't wait to to see where you end up this season. Appreciate that. All right, and everybody else out there, thank you guys so much for enjoying the show. Uh, we will be back next week right here on the Platinum Sombrero. Mm-hmm.